0: Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Boldrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be part of our real estate family and learn commercial real estate investing from A to Z. I'll be sharing with you tips for real estate investing while being mentored by a few people with several years of experience, so that you and I can make the least amount of mistakes as possible and succeed a lot faster. My goal is to keep things very straightforward because I value your time and you are here to learn. With that, in the last episode we learned how to determine if you should buy your own home or if you should put that same down payment towards a commercial property investment. We also went over my project updates and today we are going to be reviewing what is due diligence, what types of questions you should be asking during the due diligence period, what documents you should be getting from the seller, I am not going to go over the entire due diligence checklist because that is a very long checklist. This is just a very brief overview of some of the items that you will need as you're going through the due diligence report. In addition to what I will be talking today, you will also need to be scheduling some inspections, which we covered earlier on a couple of other podcasts. So, Today, we're just going to be covering some of the items and they are all very basic. It can be a very extensive list depending on the size of the property. Here we go. Due diligence is a term that you will learn when you are buying your first commercial property and it happens after your offer was accepted and that means that you have a specific number of days, to review all the documents that the seller has on the property, schedule all types of inspections and reports, compare rental rates that are ongoing in the market, as well as sales comparables, to make sure that you are paying the right price for the property. And if you Google what is due diligence, Google says that it is the reasonable steps Taken by a person in order to satisfy a legal document, especially in buying or selling something. So it's basically a comprehensive appraisal of a business undertaken by you, the prospective buyer, to make sure that the assets and the liabilities are correct and make sure that this is an actual good deal for you to purchase or not. So you typically have, depending on the market, (laughs) 15 days at the very, very, very minimum to do all of your due diligence all the way to... 30 days, 60 days, sometimes 90 days. If the deal is really, really complex, it can take six months, nine months, one year. If you get in a contract to purchase a property and you say, we need, let's say 30 days, to do our due diligence, and then you realize that you need more time because you were not given all of the paperwork in time, or that the seller took longer than expected to give you some of the actual paperwork, you can always ask for an extension, which is what we did on my first offer. It was an old, old movie theater that I talked about in a few of the podcasts, and we had to extend the due diligence twice by two weeks each time. So we had to extend it by another 30 days total, because it was a very old building and it was taking a little bit of time to get responses from the city as well as some of the inspections done. The seller was also taking a little bit of time to give us some of the required paperwork. So this is always possible to get an extension as needed. Now that you know what due diligence is, I'm going to go over some of the things that you need to ask the real estate agent as your offer is accepted. These are just some of the items. (laughs) There is a ton of different things that you should be asking for. And depending on the asset class that you invest in, you're going to be getting a few more items or different items than the ones I'm going to describe to you. But what I'm going to go over today was for a retail property. And a lot of these items could also be used for most purchases. With that in mind, let's start with what you should be asking the real estate agent as soon as you get in contract. The number one thing you should know is who is going to escort everyone to the property as soon as you start scheduling the inspections and the reports, etc. Will it be the real estate agent or will it be someone within their office and you need that person's contact information? The seller agent should also provide you with a contact sheet for who is the escrow agent, who is the escrow officer, their phone numbers. And this is in case you need to get in contact with any one of them. You won't have to wait for the real estate agents to get back to you. You are also going to be asking for referrals for structural engineers, architects, for roof inspectors. And this could be from your own real estate agent because they are familiar with that city and they can refer you to the right people that they have used in the past. Other things that you're going to be asking your real estate agent are sales comps for the area. And this is for you to understand if you are paying a fair price for the property. How you determine that is you look on the price per square foot. And of course, prices can vary greatly based on location, so you need to take that into consideration as well. You can be three blocks away, however, if you have a property that's sold on the main street, it's definitely going to be more expensive than something that is outside of the main street and your real estate agent will be able to help you with that. You're also going to be asking for lease comps for the area. So if you are purchasing a retail building or an office building, you want to know how much the leases are going for in that area per square foot. And this will be part of your financial calculation as well. You're going to be confirming how many parking spaces there are in the property. For retail and for office, you will want four parking spaces per 1,000 square feet of property that you're buying. And this is just a standard number for the industry. If you're buying an industrial building, you can definitely have a lot less parking spaces because for an industrial building, you will have a lot less people and employees going there per square foot. That number changes if you are purchasing something that is an industrial building. If part of the property has been for lease, for a while or some offices have been for lease and there have been a few people that reached out to try to lease and get more information about renting that property, you want to ask for the contacts of all of these people so that you can follow up with them, or your leasing agent will be following up with them in order to try to get some of these leases signed throughout the process or after you close on the property. The title company will provide you a title report on the property explaining if there are any liens on the property, and you should send that to an attorney to review, and then you will want to be in communication with the title company in order to follow up with any pending items on the title report that should be removed from the title report prior to closing on that property. You will also want a copy of all of your leases, all of the leases that have been signed for this property. If you're buying an office building or a retail building, you really want to make sure that you read Every single lease and all of the red lines, if they were one single lease that has been redlined. Let's say for a retail property, if you have two national tenants there, let's say you have a Starbucks and you have a Chick fil A, they will likely require the owner of the property to use their own leases. So Chick-fil-A and Starbucks will give their own leases to the owner of the property and then they will negotiate from that. On the other hand, when you're dealing with smaller tenants, you're the one who will be giving them your lease and then the negotiation will happen from there. So you really want to make sure that you have a copy of every single lease and that you understand everything (laughs) that is being said and that was redlined on these leases. One of the most important things that you need to watch out for is when you buy this property, the property taxes are going to go up. So this cost needs to be accounted for for you and for your tenants. And in retail, your tenants will probably end up paying for that additional cost. However, a lot of national tenants, when they negotiate their leases, they have a clause that says, no, we will not pay any additional taxes if the property is sold at a higher price than the current owner has paid for. So this is huge and this can really damage a lot of financial calculations, especially also for office leases where the owner is responsible for paying the taxes. It's really important that you account for that tax increase cost in your financial analysis. You will want a breakdown of every single expense that the property has As well as for most of these expenses, you will want a two-year history of all of the bills that have been charged. So for example, you have electricity bills that you need to look at for the last two years and make sure that you understand by how much it has been going up yearly. You'll also want to understand the maintenance costs. What were they over the last couple of years? Because some months are higher and some months are lower. So you really need to make sure that you go over that. You need to find out if there has been any deferred maintenance. Sometimes the roof will be pretty old and is going to be your responsibility to fix it. So you need to definitely make sure that you understand everything that has been deferred in order to add these things to your financial analysis. You need to find out if there are any issues with drainage on the property. You need to find out if there are any easement agreements. And easement agreements are basically an agreement between you and usually your neighbor to use your property for their customers to get to their property or vice versa. So if there are any easement agreements, you also need to get a copy of that as well. You need a description and the model numbers for all HVAC units, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. And sometimes you'll also need a two-year history of their maintenance. And here you're going to find out if you should also be changing some of these HVAC units or not you will need to find out if the restrooms are ADA compliant or not. And that is the American with Disabilities Act, meaning all restrooms should be ADA compliant. Sometimes, if the property does not have an elevator, and it has more than one floor, you might be required to put an elevator, but you will also have to check this with the city. And if the city will require you to put an elevator upon sale, you're going to also have to add this into your costs. You are going to also have to get all of the leasing commission documents for all of your leases. So for commercial properties, you're going to have a leasing real estate agent lease out the vacant units and you're going to have an agreement with that real estate company to lease that vacant unit for you. So you need to know if you owe them any future commissions for existing leases or not. And this is also for you to be able to put that in your financial document. You will want a copy of all ADA work done or needed to be done. So again, a copy of all work that has been done, if they have made their restrooms ADA compliant, and if their elevators are ADA compliant or not, you need to find that out as well. And then, how often is the parking lot swept? Here you will understand how often is the property maintained, and if you need to increase that or decrease it. And either way you go, you're going to have to add or remove that in your financial calculations. This is the very, very basic list of due diligence examples that you're going to have to request from the seller, from the seller's real estate agent, and you're going to have to also be working with the title company and your attorney on all of these items. That is why typically a due diligence period takes at least 30 days and sometimes it can go to 60 days or a lot longer if the property is a lot bigger. So I hope this was helpful to you. Let me know if you have any questions We went through a lot. I encourage you to click on the blog link so you can have a list of all of these items. And this is just a really good way for you to study what you should be looking for in the future as you are walking through your first purchase. There will be more due diligence items that you're going to get at the end of the day, but this is a very good start just so you can get a very good idea of what you will be working with in this super exciting journey. Make sure to subscribe to our channel. And if you know anyone who is interested in learning more about commercial real estate investing, make sure to also send this podcast to them. And I will see you next time.